It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews with the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, Bruce Finkelman for Talia Hall in a special interview and tour of the new venue space. Here's how that sounds. So you can kind of tell as this was built in the 1890s, um, you know, as we look around the place, and especially as we go to restore this place, you can see that, you know, people were a lot shorter back then. And as you go to specific areas in this place, you, you notice it more and more that our friends who are, you know, of Czech Bohemia backgrounds were not as tall as us, uh, as us, as us Americans of these days. But this is one of the six opera boxes that we've restored, and um, you know, it's it offers a wonderful vantage point, which I, you guys can attest to. Yeah, it looks incredible up here. Yeah. So, and then we walk over to the balcony, and the idea of this place was was really to keep a um, a living work in progress. We thought that it would be it could be it would be very irresponsible of us to come in here and slap a coat of paint on everything when this way we can put a very good lights and sound system in here, one of the best in the city. The acoustics are already there from the 1890s architectural program that they followed. And now we can slowly start restoring individual things. You can see the cornice on the on the that wraps around right now, and we've restored quite a bit of it. You can see some areas that will still need to be restored. The proscenium on the stage, we finally finished that. They did plaster work to copy the pieces that were still in existence and do the rest of the proscenium, which, which I think came out fantastic. The original tin has all been um, stripped at this point, and at some point we'll continue to start restoring it. Um, you can see how we're already starting to, to restore the inlays um, that you see around here. But when you look at the ceilings, you know, and you look at some of the walls, a lot of the beauty that is in this place and a lot of the character uh, and a lot of the warmth is nothing that we could recreate by just putting a coat of paint on it. So our, our ideas was to just let the history show of, of things that have been in this property before we got here. And that's really was our idea in the whole property from Dusex and from the Punch House and from the rest of the projects that we'll do um, in the whole building. Um, these theater seats over here, we found from a Southside institution um, and we are slowly trying to restore old um, theater chairs. So, you know, a couple questions about this. What was it about Pilsen and this building that made you think, you know, obviously you've had so much success with like Empty Bottle and, and all the other, you know, adventures that you and, you know, the team have put together. What was it about this location, this neighborhood and this kind of trio of concepts that you guys really wanted to add to your already full plate? Well, I think that's, uh, it's, there's a couple, there's a couple of, uh, things that go into that. First of all, we've been doing stuff in Pilsen for 15 years now. You look at a lot of our friends and a lot of the businesses that we we enjoy, uh, be it from Jason Hamill doing Nightwood mm -hmm. down the street, and the Rainbow has a place that we've been coming to for forever now. And we've been doing, Empty Bottle Presents has been doing performances down here for a long time, so it wasn't really that far of a step from us. A lot of the people that work for us in our different entities, they live here, they call this as part of their home, it's part of their community, they're part of the community here. And the second point was, 
you've seen this building. Yeah. You've seen the insides of this. Um, when I was introduced to the property, it really didn't take us more than five seconds to go, okay, so this is the next project we're doing. And I, and I say it all the time, I, you know, it's usually, you don't pick the projects, it's usually the projects that kind of pick you. And when we walked in here, it's, you know, it kind of screamed out for everything that we wanted to do, from the beer-centric dining that we wanted to do at Dusex to the punch house that we wanted to do in the basement to Thalia, which is, you know, this is, this is everything that John Dusak tried to do in the 1890s. And it's, you know, it's something that's very, very powerful for us as to, as we see on the window, it's not established, but it's reestablished because what we're doing here is nothing that we did, nothing that we created. This is something that was done in the 1890s. Was there a little bit of surprise on your end, you know, just even coming down here for as long as you have been, that there wasn't a quote unquote proper music venue here earlier, you know, there have been attempts at different times, and I know that this has been over previously, but that like one of the other venues in Chicago maybe didn't open a, a proper space in Pilsen prior to this, or that one of the neighborhood spots didn't decide like, okay, we're gonna start incorporating live music. You know, there's underground events, there's gallery events, but by and large, there hasn't been a steady music presence in Pilsen by and large lately. And I think people would disagree with you there. I think that there's a lot, you know, they might be underground things, they might be less than public events, but there's still a lot of stuff that goes on in Pilsen, goes on in Bridgeport. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. so I'm right the, down the street from uh, yeah, Co-Prosperity. Exactly, and what Ed's doing down there is fantastic, and, mm -hmm. and you know, we still do performances there, and we have been for quite some time in the stuff that he's done with Maria's. So yeah. I, I think that, you know, Chicago is the city of neighborhoods, right? That is what's so great about Chicago. So I think sometimes it takes a little bit for people to become accustomed to going into an area. And, if, and the thing that was, it's always been amazing to us is when you look at the proximity to the University of Chicago, which is a block and a half away. When I took my mother-in-law here, she's like, oh yeah, we, I used to be a teacher at the university. And she tells me stories about coming down here for tacos or coming down here for in, meals and, and drinks. And it's just not that far. Yeah. It's not. I know I, I've been living in Bridgeport, and I, I used to come here with my family when Pilsen was a very different neighborhood. And you would tell people you're going to Pilsen, and they think they think you're traveling like 20 miles outside the city yeah, sometimes, and it's yeah. very strange. Right, so. right, right. And it's something that we experience too, and it's a perception that that you know we were amazed at how quickly those perceptions those perceptions changed when we opened up the doors for the restaurant. Well, I know that you've got a lot going on, very busy schedule, so I'm going to make this my final question here, and I really appreciate the time. But now that, now that it's open, now that you've got Dusex, you've got Punch House, you've got Talia Hall as a music venue, what happens now, now that kind of everything's in place and these are all open to people and it's summer, where does this go? Well, uh, I think we, we head in the direction that we've wanted to. The, the idea that back in the 1890s, Thalia Hall was the beacon of the community. I mean, it was a very centered place where, where you know, John Dusek's idea of creating a public hall, which had um, residential and had, had uh, uh, commercial properties and, of course, had a public hall, that's what we continue to do. We continue to be part of the community. This last weekend, we did our first annual Thalia Hall Hall, which was a farmer's market and a craft fair, and we had close to 1,000 people that showed up. I saw that. I drove by, and I wasn't able to stop by, but I saw just the people even outside the trucks. Everything was so full of life. Yeah, and it was really exciting to see, and these were people from the neighborhood. 
um, to see what Belly's done with the organic grocery store that she's done in the center here, and that it's really become something that's just, you know, like I stop there for juices every day. People do yoga there. It's crazy. And Modern Cooperative, who's been in this area for 13 years already, the business and the life and the context that they've made, that people make this. There was a couple, that kid that stopped by here last week, who are from Washington, D.C., and they had read about that in, in Vogue or one of the other magazines, and they made the, the pilgrimage to come down and see the place. So I think that we just continue to be part of the community. Empty Bottle has been around for 20 years, and we understood that we wouldn't be around for long if we didn't make the community ours to start off with, and that's exactly what we do. All these venues live in the family that are part of Empty Bottle. Empty Bottle presents space, the promontory, but they all live in the neighborhood that they serve, so they'll all be individual in serving the community for what, they, what the community really wants that to be. Well, I love it. Uh, Bruce Finkelman doing amazing work in the music scene here for so long in so many spaces. This looks absolutely incredible. Anybody who hasn't been in here yet, get here because it is an like, I can't describe how gorgeous this room is, man. So it's really great to see this. I look forward to seeing a lot of shows in this building, man. Thank you so much for taking some time. Thanks so much for coming down. I appreciate it. This has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited Podcast. Thanks to Bruce Finkelman from Talia Hall for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.